You know, I was reading this article in Daily Mail about flat earthers, and it said that up to 10% of Americans still believe the earth is flat. How? I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay, I'm one of those people that can get kind of woo-woo-woo, you know, and can float away in conspiracies, but um, I don't really know. I feel like for a minute, they got me with the, we live in a dome, and, you know. Really? For a minute, because it's like, how do you prove that people, how do you prove we don't? I mean, take a picture from space, but then how do you know if the picture is real? Exactly, because I didn't go up to space. But then I don't necessarily, like, okay, the thing is, I came to the conclusion that just because I didn't do it myself doesn't mean it's not, like, real and true. Right. You know? But then there's a lot of distrust for the government, and we know they've done some shady stuff. Like, we know there's a lot of evidence about certain things, you know? Certain things in recent years. I think that's what it is. Distrust for the government and then the media covering for the government. It makes you question everything now. Everything. But then it's like, how do you stay grounded? Like, how do you differentiate between, you know, just regular distrust and like miss miss all that kind of stuff and like flat earth and conspiracy? I don't know. Someone could totally write a book on this. Like the art of staying grounded. Right. Because if you think about it, okay, you've got like Sandy Hook happened some years back, but I think a lot of people questioned whether it was real just because it was so unbelievable, you know? Right. But then a lot of stuff has happened since that I think we kind of all know those things do happen, you know? But then there's other stuff. Like, I mean, you've got un- you've got religion, you know? You've got unlimited categories of things where you've got everybody believes their own religion is like the true truth. Right. But they have different sort of storylines, like different, you know what I mean? But it's as true as true to that person. So how do you know the difference? Like, I don't know, man. I think a lot of the things we believe, it's just blind faith. I think it's really that simple. And then people who don't believe what you believe, like Earth is round versus Earth is flat. Okay, do the flat earthers have evidence? I doubt it. I've never looked into it. I just heard of this thing, flat Earth. So I don't know why they believe right? what they believe. But they probably have some kind of, you know, evidence they're stretching. <laughs> right? It's a long shot and they just believe it more right? or less blindly with minimal evidence. It's like like when people go into the Bermuda Triangle or they just vanish, they say they fall off the edge, you know? Right. But then where do you fall to if you fall off the edge? <laughs> like how do we have gravity keeping us grounded, but then you can fall off the edge to like there's something lower than that grounds you further than gravity, you know? I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I'm not into the flat earth. I never got into the Sandy Hook thing, so yeah. I don't know why they thought it was fake. But I would guess it just goes back to not trusting the government and the media because they're both really sketchy. Yeah, like aliens. Like aliens and Bigfoot. I feel like aliens, very likely that aliens are real. Bigfoot, very unlikely. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, how do you sort of dis... How do you prove, like, what is an alien even? Are they humanoid? You know? Wouldn't it just be life in an alien planet, like right? on an alien, a different planet than this one? Just a different life form, basically. Yeah, couldn't it be bugs technically on a different planet would be aliens? Right. But I think when people think of aliens, they think of like E.T. They think of that sort of green or brown, you know, two legs, two arms, weird fingers, big See, head. I don't know if that is likely to exist. I'm Spaceships. just saying life on other planets, that's highly likely to exist somewhere because the universe is so large. Right, exactly. But then it's like, are there parallel universes? Are there other Earths where there's like humanoid type creatures that have yeah, evolved? I see what you're getting at. There's just so many theories about life and random things. How yeah. do you pick the right one? 
Right. And it's like science finds out a lot of stuff, but then it's like, if you're not a very advanced scientist, then how can you know for sure you're not being deceived? I don't think you can. Why do you have to know for sure? I think life is kind of like art. You know what I mean? Like we're all writing a a script to our own movie. Mm. Life is open for interpretation, just like art. And I think it's like that. You believe what you believe, interpret it how you want. Hey, you may see off into the horizon of the ocean, be like, ooh, after the ocean, it's flat. People drop off. It's flat earth. Right. Ah, that's your art. That's your life. I really don't care if you believe the earth is flat or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I, think I, kind of, like I can that. see that. Because you see, you find people walking along the beach and like, especially, you know, people that are unhoused and stuff that like just really develop into their own form of art and their whole body and way of life is an art. You yeah. Know? But it gets tricky because what if your belief, you know, you're writing your own okay. movie. What if your belief is detrimental to other people. Like, what if you start believing zombies are real and certain people are zombies? Ooh. Then based on your belief system, you would be, and, you know, you'd be right to just off those people, just kill them because you believe they're zombies. 100% believe that to be true. Yeah, so it's like, okay, there is like a fine line between, oh, let these people believe what they want to believe and like, dang, this could get dangerous real fast. Do you think that's why governments kind of give people belief systems like for example in america we're kind of given the system of like nine to five work culture like go to school in a schedule and like you know what i mean the weekends are your time off like we're given that we're not just able like we have to think outside the box to create our own workflow you know what i mean yeah we're not raised to be entrepreneurs right but do you think that that system is given so that People don't fall into that detrimental to others, like non-civilized. Well, yeah, I think it keeps society orderly. Yeah. And I think that's really what the government's concerned with, surviving as an entity and gaining more power. Because that's what every entity wants to do. Nobody wants to be stagnant. Nobody wants to decay and die. And businesses, organizations, governments, they're all the same. They want to grow. Everything alive wants to grow. The government wants to grow. They want more power. They want to survive forever. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to yeah. collapse and then a new government takes its place. So they're going to keep doing things that are good for them that make them grow. So you think every country wants to stay alive too? Yes. Like, interesting because I feel like modern day, some sometimes you see countries doing things that are like counterproductive to that country's like longevity. What do you mean? Uh, just sort of lessening punishment for crimes. But that's and- your opinion. Well, okay. How could allowing criminality to run rampant like improve the longevity of a country. I mean, I didn't say it was a bad opinion. <laughs> because, I mean, if you think about criminality like disease in a human body, right? You think about basically just bad guys and good guys. You've got the bad, unwanted bacteria and you've got good bacteria. And like, I mean, this is kind of like a harsh analogy. Yeah, it's pretty about wild. It. But, <laughs> but when I think about it, though, they're all bacteria is equal. It's just some of them help us survive longer and some of them kill us faster. Yes. And that's just like what it is in nature. So if you think about society as an entity that wants to survive or whatever, like the structure of a government, a country, wanting to survive then like how how does allowing the bad bacteria to grow increase the chances that that organism survives longer i love this analogy <laughs> like it's rough yeah, this I one's mean, great it's like it's all bacteria is equal and like yeah it really you, is yeah. which we learned about through like eating keto and the take gut antibiotics and, it kills off your good bacteria yeah, and you the take bad. probiotics yeah, no, and, no i love this so i don't know i don't know how that's going to help society i'm just saying that may be our opinion that letting criminality run rampant is not good for a society, which, I mean, it's a pretty common sense opinion, but I'm right. also not an expert on civilizations. Yeah, true. Meaning. But it just seems like common sense. But some right. things that seem like common sense are not common sense. But in this instance, I think it's common sense that it's not good to have high rates of crime. 
Right. But then I guess, you know, you could say there is a sort of argument, like the people who are, I don't know, pro, pro, like letting criminality be a little like, you know, decriminalizing marijuana, for example, not the most harmful of a product. And it's not like, you know, what I mean, it's not hurting anybody. It's like, why can't why do people go to prison for life because of marijuana? So they want to decriminalize. I think in general, most people don't want to get rid of all punishment. They just want to get rid of harsh punishments for like, like petty crimes, petty crimes, which I do think there is also the other side of it, the overreach of punishing like really petty crimes just to like take chopping an arm off if you stole a banana. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically, you know, for whatever reason, maybe take fathers out the homes and things like that. Like who knows why? But I definitely think that's an issue. But in general, it seems like there are some crimes that really destabilize at least cities like we lived we, our wedding was in Ferguson right around when the Mike Brown thing happened. And a lot of people were setting businesses on fire. And those businesses were small business owner businesses. So, it, it, you know, some of them were big, you know, some of them were big businesses. But it's like that, I would say, isn't petty because the neighbor next door that saved all his money and bought, you know, an, a franchise now is back to square one. So it's not it's like not necessarily yeah, no, hurting. A serious the crime. But I thought our wedding was in St. Charles. It was, but the, it was in St. Charles, but then like Ferguson was 20 minutes away and, you know, that was all happening that weekend. Okay. And so it was, it was just, it was that weekend. It was that weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Did I say it was? You said it was in Ferguson. Okay. No, it wasn't in Ferguson. It was that weekend. But I spent a lot of time in Ferguson in, when I went to a community college there. So I'm like mixing it up. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard to know when you're being deceived, when you're being lied to and manipulated. And it is. Versus when you know, it's true. Like, I don't even think if I was in high school modern day, I don't think I would trust science class. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Like, but growing up, I just trusted it blindly. Right. But then, okay, so in college, I actually almost failed biology freshman year. Do you know why? Uh, I believe so. Can you refresh <laughs> me? Because, yeah, it was because... Uh, I was in biology and we were doing this evolution project. It was like 50% of the grade. And I was like, how am I going to be, how am I going to believe in this, this evolution, like, you know, whatever, this came from, this came from, like it all, Big Bang Theory, whatever. And also simultaneously believe in Adam and Eve and that, like that right. whole dissension. How? Like there was a snake in the garden at the same time as Adam and Eve, the first humans. How am I supposed to believe that happened, like the big bang happened. Yeah, I wonder like, if you could have got a religious exemption. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they were about to fail me. I'm like, I'm paying for this class. So how are you going to fail me when I'm asking you a true, like philosophical question? Like a genuine philosophical question. And if you're a teacher, I mean, back then, I just thought teachers knew everything. So I'm like, you're teaching me this. Teach me. What, I, what do I need to actually know about this topic? And she was like really frustrated. And I had a whole meeting with her. And she was like, look, if you don't put the answers that you're supposed to put, you're going to fail the class. Dang. The same thing happened with my philosophy teacher. But but over what? In the philosophy class? Because I was supposed to be memorizing theories, like memorizing philosophical perspectives instead of questioning them. And I just spent the whole class like questioning them, just kind of trying to like break them. I mean, you would think that's what you're supposed to do in a philosophy class. It's right. not memory work class. And that is why I hate school overall. It's 90% right. memory work. Like Even math is mostly memorizing formulas. Yeah. Now, there's very little in school that's not memory work. You can I say mean, like writing essays, like English yeah. writing essays. 
But then it's like you get a different. You get one teacher that says you're a great writer. You should grow grow up and be a writer. And the other teacher says this is awful. I hate it. It's, yeah. it's like that's what my experience was. I had one English teacher that barely gave me a B in high school. The rest Jeez. of my English teachers, I got all A's. So it's like I graduated with over a 4.0, 4.13 weighted GPA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't a dumb kid, but this one English teacher would not give me an A. I guess she just didn't like my writing. I don't know. I Dang, you graduated with 4.1 something? Yes. That means you took AP classes. Like or you 4 took point something, 4 point whatever. Over 4.0, you have to take the... Yeah, I took AP classes and stuff. Dang. But I could Dang. not get an A in her class for no matter what I tried. And see, that's kind of why I like the format of school of memory work. You know, because if they teach it like, hey, this is memory work, this actually isn't, you know, us expand, like maybe you're expanding and learning things you didn't know, but you're not like questioning and creatively learning. You're just memorizing. If they taught it like that, I'd be okay with that. Because then you can have teachers repeat the same recipe. Like You can have teachers using the same criteria, like, did you memorize this perfectly or not? And then it'll be more equal. Yeah, at least with the memory work stuff, it's subjective. If it's not memory work, it's subjective. So now it's some random teacher's opinion. What if I don't care about that teacher's opinion? Ooh. Why do I get graded by this person's opinion? Because they have power over you. Exactly. And so I know I always hated school. It's like, I like the socialization aspect. I like playing sports and things like that. But school was such a drag. Now, you know what I found so interesting? What? So I did like two full years or two, one and a half, something like that at university. And then I did like one and a half or something at community college, right? For college. And I found that my community college teachers were way more just like interested, invested, and like experts in just whatever field they were teaching in community college. But it was like a ghetto school and it was cheap compared to university. It was in Ferguson. Yeah, it was in Ferguson. And university was like teachers from all over the world. Like I had an Australian teacher, I had a South African teacher, Indian teacher, like, you know, experts more so, but they actually were like, educational like they had gone to a lot of school but they actually didn't like work in the field ever well they were probably more stuck up they were you know i mean they were part of academia <laughs> and they probably thought their poop didn't stink the community college teachers probably had real life experience and they may have been teaching just for passion for fun yeah. and they were probably more humble and one, interested yeah. in the kids i will never forget i had one that was like a pastor a doctor and a professor and wow. she, it was a woman and she was like a real old school black lady and she like was like call me pastor doctor <laughs> dr price and i actually like everyone hated her that to the point where the class went from like 30 people at the beginning to five people ended up passing because everyone dropped out by the end and i was like oh i recognize this personality very rough very difficult person so i like made her love me but one of the things was you had to be early to class you had to be five Mm -hmm. minutes early or she would lock the door and you couldn't get in that's crazy she was insane okay why do i have to be early to class i'm paying for can i just be on time right right like, I wonder if she's still living. She was like, but I figured her out and she ended up like, I was like, you know, one of the five people that passed or whatever. But she even, she even wrote like a referral. But anyway, I feel like people like that, it's just like, you can have somebody that's just crusty, hard to get along with, but they can be one of the best teachers you've had in your whole life. She was good. Yeah. She was one of the best teachers I've ever had. I feel like she genuinely cared to like, have you expand your mind and not just memorize something, mm. you know? That's what teaching should be, like guiding students and teaching them how to think. I like bet help it, them question things and right? expand their consciousness. I bet it was like that in the past. When? I mean, I don't know, because I feel like we went from probably apprenticeships and like a form of, you know, you going under someone's wing and learning a trade to the evolution of teaching in the school system and stuff. But I bet at some point teachers were 
passionate, just like medical professionals were passionate before it became all big pharma kind of, you know, yeah, manipulating. Maybe back in the Socrates and Plato days, <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting around and you have your teacher and he's like doing all this philosophy and making you question things. Maybe back then. Right. But I feel like sometimes we, like as millennials and maybe even Gen Z, we have a tendency to kind of glorify the past and think it was so much better than things are Ooh. today. But Ooh. we know human nature doesn't change that much. It doesn't change that much, but then the people in power, they are trying to get more power. So maybe they have more power now for our generation, so they're abusing it more than back in our parents' generation. Oh. I don't know, but I think the human propensity for crime and to take advantage of people, yeah. lie, cheat, steal, I think all that has existed since the beginning of time. So I'd have yeah. to assume that back in the day, there was still corruption. Maybe there was less. That makes me think about how everything is kind of two different sides of the same coin, you know, where it's like you've got this sort of school is structured in this way, memory work, whatever, whatever, to keep society together. So it's not like nefarious per se, like it's not necessarily malevolent, it's not bad. But then the alternative side of it is like, what about, you know, freedom of thought, freedom of expression? Like, how do you get your brain to develop to a place where you can think for yourself and you think forward if you're constantly just put in a box and told, right, you know, rinse, repeat, memorize this? Yeah, I think you have to earn that. You have to earn the ability to think for yourself because all the forces that be are trying to get you to help them survive and grow. Like the government is just trying to get you to be an orderly person in society so the government can be stable, so you cannot think they can take advantage of you and get more power, pass these unconstitutional laws, more power, more power. And I mean, I'm not saying like the government is this huge yeah. sinister organization, but I think it has its best interests at heart, not the yeah. individual American citizen's best interests at heart. And that's probably true of most governments around the world. So do you think it's possible to be in government, but be sort of altruistic, like to be a politician but is have. it possible? Yes, but I think you're going to have a hard time getting along and surviving in politics. Because then all the other people working with you are going to be like, turn, like instead of you working alongside them to control the people, now they're going to be looking at yeah, you. I mean, picture if any job you work for. I don't think it's just the government is this bad organization. I don't. I'm not like a conspiracy theorist like that. Yeah. Whatever job I work for, I want that business to survive, right? I want that business to be doing better next year than this year so I can have job stability. So why right. would a politician not think the same way? I want the government to survive. I want it to be more stable. Oh, this is making us less stable. Well, let's get more power so we can squash that. Like, you I know, think it's just common sense. I think, I think the higher up you go in a certain job, like the higher up you go in your company, the more likely you're like that. But if you're at the entry level, a lot of times you're not trying to help the business survive. Well, I think the key is how much are you getting paid? Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're not it- getting paid a lot, if you're making minimum wage, you probably don't care about the business. But if you're happy with what you're getting paid, yeah. oh, you want that business to survive. Ooh. Because I, I, that, yeah, that just made me think about like HR people and like, you know, regional managers and things like that. And they always seem to care so much more than the people that are subservient to them. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. What do you think the, would make the government feel more stable? Like they could survive for centuries, for millennia, if people just did what the government said and kind of didn't question anything? Or if people questioned everything and thought for themselves. The first part. the <laughs> Right. So what's the government going to do? They're not going to try and like help us become these free thinking, freedom of speech, freedom of thought kind of individuals. Yeah. They want us to just believe what they say and not question anything. That's more stable for them. Ooh. But then it's like the more they put that pressure to force us into a box, the more people are going to question and disbelieve. Well, and- hopefully they'll question. But I don't know. A lot of people just believe it. I, I, yeah, true. And I don't think it's a massive conspiracy. I think it's just common sense. Every organization wants to survive. Every organization. Oh my goodness. 
You know what I mean? Though everything wants to survive from yeah. our dogs to us yeah. to businesses. Because businesses are made up of people, and these people want the stability yeah. of their business. So businesses are going to do what's best for their bottom line. The government's going to do what's best for its survival. We're going to do yeah. what's best for us. You okay. know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. that's my theory on life. I have a wild question for you. Okay, that's a pretty good theory. Okay, so you know how like you could say ants are great at survival. They'll travel really long distances. They work together really well. But you, as a human, can crush an ant so easily. Like it's it's nothing to you. You know what I mean? There's no risk to you. It's not dangerous. It's not difficult. Even a baby can do it, right? Do you think there's an organism or organization so big they could just crush a human? I mean, it's possible, but uh, I mean, in the ocean, for sure. You got whales that are massive. They could easily crush a human, but a good thing they're in water. I forget about the ocean. On land, you have elephants and things. They could kill you in one stump. I mean, a bison could just bang. You're dead. You know what I mean? There's plenty of stuff that could yeah. kill us, but I don't think the size of like us related to an ant. I don't think right. there's anything that yeah. big. At Drastic. least not on this planet or we would know about it. 